everybody to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast. A podcast that's simply a discussion between two local church leaders, and we want to invite everybody into our conversation. So be sure to check us out at grassrootswv.com. Also, look us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm your host, the A-Game, Adam Bailey. I'm an elder of Grassroots Church here in Greenbrier County, West Virginia. Again, that's GBCWV. I'm joined this week, again, as always, by the main man himself, the lead elder of Grassroots Church, Darren Cherry. Man, what an intro. So professional. professional. So professional. You know, I, I just made it up. Just on, on the, the fly. Yep. Yeah, I did didn't not even put think any about thought it. into it at all. But the fact that you've got your, 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 your Greenbrier tie, are you wearing a sweater or sweater vest? A uh, sweater vest, Darren. The sweater vest today. I got it's, the peacoat on. Yep. You just feel professional. Yeah. And this, uh, this feeling will last about another two hours <laughs> until, I, until I go to work and say something I shouldn't. Till which... the first guest? Are they the guests? Because um, not customers. Oh, gosh, no, no. Yeah, they're they don't guests. Say they're guests. No, we, don't, we call them customers. We are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. So of the night. either guest or ladies and gentlemen. No, very much of the day. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, we're history folk. We're, oh, we're older, right. more mature. We go to bed at eight. We like dinner at four. And I wake up at five. I actually did wake up at five o'clock this morning. Did you really? Which is funny because there was a two hour delay. Jesse didn't have to wake up. So I'm like, yeah, I'm turning my alarm off. And I woke up at like 445. Oh. According to my Apple Watch, I got like six hours of sleep, though. It was good. Good well, quality sleep. For you, yeah. yeah, I'm like, huh. 445. 4.45. You know how angry I would be if I had to wake up at 4.45? You'd be Hulk. I would, the like. Hulk smash. It, it wouldn't. Look out, Kelly. Everybody else would wa- probably want to stay asleep. That's how I feel late at night when I can't go to sleep. <laughs> That's how you looked the other night. I meant to say something. Oh, dude, I was so tired. During the leadership meeting. Like, I was struggling. It went a little bit later. And, of course, we're talking finances and we're talking all kinds uh, of stuff. And then, like, I look, and everybody's engaged, and you're like, your look. I mean, you. I knew you were listening. I knew you were paying attention. If you had thoughts, you'd have put them in, and you I did on so a few. so wasted. But you were, okay. like, <laughs> you were like, if this doesn't end soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, a couple things at play here. <laughs> that was a later meeting. 7.30 has really pushed the it for me. The meeting started at 7.30. Uh, yeah, which I know is not late. Which why makes well, me mad? Unless you wake up at four forty-five in the morning, all the it is good late. NBA playoff games start at nine. I'm like, man, yeah, I have the DVR those. So it's like I'm just trashed at that time of day, and trashed isn't tired. Yeah, just so everybody's just clear. totally wasted, man. <laughs> by by seven thirty, I'm. It's the only no. way you could sleep. Hundred <clears throat> percent sober. I I did work all day, and I kind of already knew what we were going to talk about before yeah, we started talking about it. You and I have it, discussed so everything before like, we go to leadership. You know, well, it's one of the benefits of being a church. Elder is that, uh, you know, nothing I didn't know already. <laughs> the inside trap. Yeah, I, I already knew that. And I, I've been looking at the budget all day already, texting you about it. And uh, yeah, so anyway, it was like, I was engaged. I knew I was you were really tired. I, I was I like, fell asleep immediately thereafter. I, I looked at my camera or like at my feed one time and I was like laying on the couch with my hand on the side of my face. I'm like, this looks bad. <laughs> It looks yeah, bad. it's funny because everybody else, you know, it's like you and I's elders discuss everything before we take anything to leadership. Yeah, I was just so bored, and, and they were like engaged in it. They had questions. Everybody's talking, everything, and you were just like, I, I'm pretty sure the only thing I said was filibuster. <laughs> I'm actually meeting. Other than at the very beginning, I asked you just like it was like a funny question or something, just something you and I talked about, and you. You said something, but then other than that, I think the only word you ever said was actually filibuster. <laughs> we took a vote. I want a filibuster, <laughs> but then uh, you know it was voted to do uh, filibuster proof. Yep, I'm kidding. Didn't happen, but it was it was a good meeting. And sorry that that was that obvious. I'm not making it up. If you look, I'll have a meeting at six thirty in the morning. I would love that actually, but uh, man, six thirty yeah, night at six thirty in the morning, I would look like. What you looked like the other night Let's at seven thirty. Let's do it. I want I want home field advantage. Next time we have a leadership meeting, <clears throat> I want it to be at seven o'clock in the morning. First of all, Larry Bowman will love that. That's my boy. Larry and Debbie will absolutely love that. That's my couple. My wife will love that. That's my girl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what what's what what word is about to come uh, out of your mouth? Um uh I will hate it. Jim Boyer will hate it. Kathy Boyer will love it. And Rodney and Connie, I think they'd be, I think Connie would be okay with it. Rodney would be indifferent. So I say 
Okay. I say let's Tuesday. do it. Next All time. All right. Next, next time. time. We're well, hold, holding to it right here. I, you hear it here. And, our faithful listeners, you heard it here first. And, and speaking of holding people to what they say on the podcast, I got to point this out before we move on to today's topic, which, by the way, is about what Christians should look forward to according to Scripture. We'll get there in just a second. Yeah. But, uh, Are you calling me out? Are you calling yourself no, out? Gonna, Are you calling us hey, out? Can I brag on myself for a second? Do it. I don't claim to be a prophet. That's not my gift. <clears throat> I, I am no prophet. But maybe maybe uh, I do have the occasional gift of foresight. Okay. A couple months ago on the podcast, this might have been the predictions podcast for 2021, I said that the Packers would go to the playoffs. They would win a playoff game, but they will not go to the Super Bowl. Literally happened. And well. I hate being right. I'm just saying. So may that not be an omen to my very bleak outlook on 2021. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying. At least, I know it's not as dear, near and dear to your heart, but at least you have the Lakers that are still really good, and the Raptors are terrible now, so you've got the Lakers. Yeah, the Eastern Conference. I know we're not supposed to talk about sports. <laughs> well, I guess we, it's been a while, and we won't ramble on. In the Eastern Conference, I mean, I guess you got Milwaukee. I, I, I cannot stand Philadelphia. I cannot stand Joel Embiid, and that was proven the I other day. I can't stand old him flop either. baby. Yeah, I can't. I've uh, never liked him. But. The only formidable, quote-unquote, team, and I say quote-unquote because it's just Giannis, <laughs> kind of, is Milwaukee. I, yeah, they're, it's kind of like last year. They're sneaky heat. Like get to the finals out of nowhere. Yeah, they're terrible this year, and it's like we haven't had Jimmy Butler. No, nah, but COVID protocol. But they, um, they said he's lost like twelve pounds in ten days. Sweet, the Jimmy Butler diet. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think America's going to come out at the end of t- uh, COVID just thinner? No, no, because we've been at home too much. All oh, the other people, yeah, didn't get COVID. It's gonna, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I the East is interesting. I'm I'm just gonna say this real quick. I'm just. If it stays like this for the rest of the year, by way of basketball, like the fact that my Cavs are 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 like a 500 team and as of right now would be in the playoffs, I'm like shocked and amazed and like excited. Porter Jr. I, who do they even anyway? Oh, they got rid of him. But but the I fact think Milwaukee is, and Boston probably and everyone else and Boston's so up and down. Brooklyn, y'all are. I, I they're can't never stand Kevin Durant. They're big, never going to get it together. Big baby Durant. Big baby Kyrie. But although I respect Kyrie, at least he he's putting his money where his mouth is when it comes to social justice things. And uh, Yeah, but, but those he, three will never get it together on yeah. the court. Yeah. Uh, thus concludes our NBA rant. Now on to today's topic. Insert improv transition. <clears throat> so, Dan. Yes. A couple uh, weeks ago, yep. I was going through my news, my Facebook news feed. And one of my friends from back home I went to high school with, my boy Brandon Harvey, had a post, um, and he wrote it himself. He didn't copy, paste, and share, which is what too many people are doing these days. But he actually wrote it out himself, and the gist was that he was considering, he was posting, he's like, I'm genuinely considering leaving Facebook for a little bit, not as a way to get attention, but as a way to like get away from all this negativity, which I totally relate to because a few months ago, it was around the election season, I'm like, I'm out for a while. I had to take a break from social media. And you you benefited from it. Oh, absolutely. And have you have you kept your by the way, have you kept your uh, news apps and everything gone and, and your phone or your watch not Yeah, ever uh, since imp- ever since pretty much inauguration. I don't get news notifications. I watch the local news in the morning about 6.45 to 7. And because it happens to be on Fox 59, which is a CBS um, station, I guess. I don't really know how that works. Fox 59 is a Fox 59, but it's CBS. It's 59. I guess it can be Fox. I don't know how it works. Anyway, 59. 59 News. News. News star. Darren, please calm down. I'm sorry. I kicked my mic. I'm sorry. What was that? I just love talking about the news so much. Angry Breach. Well, Darren, here's the thing. It was 59 (laughs) News, local news in the morning. Local news? You know, Liam Healy, uh, good meteorologist. uh, Do you know what I saw a video of yesterday? And it just brought, do you remember the guy that he used to be the local news anchor? And I think it was out of Charleston, but he was the one that he became known as the dancing news anchor. No. You don't remember? Okay, so you have to look it up. He was. Not during the news, but it was during the breaks. They played music in the studio, and he would just sit there at the desk and dance. And it was funny because he, he wasn't really good, but but his co-anchor, the, the lady that co 
you could just tell she freaking despised it. And so it was, to me, more funny to watch her than watch him. But it actually went viral that he was the the dancing news anchor. And he actually got – that's why he's not there anymore. He got like a, a bigger position in a network somewhere. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, which is a – Kind of an interesting point. If you all are out there looking for good, solid news, just to know what's going on, check out the local news. Support the local. local news. You learn Love a lot the about the news. community. Like, watch local news. It's boring. Yeah, it's for old people, but hey, you younger folk, too. But ours came out. Ours, it's good. The ones that we get, the Fox comes out of Beckley. And the one that I watch in the morning is Fox 59. It comes out of Beckley. But uh, what but, is it? Is it Fox or CBS? I, I get two networks at my house. It's Fox and CBS. It's two different channels. CBS in the morning has national news. But they're both news star. Fox has the local news. And when I turned that news on the other day, um, two of the first stories I saw were actually here in Greenberg County. They did one on the renovation they, of the old Rudy's restaurant down in Ronsvert. Yep, I saw the, the, the couple. Yeah, and then they, did, uh, they were talking about schools. They were talking about schools, and the school they kept showing was Ronsford Elementary. They do that. Uh, 59 is often in uh, Lewisburg. Matter of yeah, fact, I've been able to meet here. several. Um, what, uh, Claudia Sessa, who's, a, I guess, a field reporter, but she was able to host a few months ago or maybe like last month. Met her and her mom. Came for a bunker tour. Really nice folks. Uh, Claudia Sessa. I've met uh, Regina Gonzalez. I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I, I like local news. Good folks. Support local. But anyway, I do watch that for like 15 minutes in the morning, and then I watch the first 15 minutes of the national news. So no... No CNN or Fox News app, which is honestly what I'll usually use. Uh, just no, no, no Associated Press Twitter feed, no Politico news feed. I'm just, you know, just digesting it easily. But I'm, I'm sitting here. So I go to Facebook to look at pictures of babies and kittens, and what do I see over and over again? People just copy and paste it about Joe Biden, the Antichrist, which is funny. Every time there's a Democrat elected president since Jimmy Carter, there've been the Antichrist. I mean, I'm just saying that's that's what I'm getting from my newsfeed, and just a you know food for thought there. But there's so much drab, apocalyptic thing things like post about you know all oh, the jobs are lost and all oh, this is terrible and oh we're murdered. It's just on negative, 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 negative. And granted, a lot of people don't like Joe Biden. I get it. I'm not a big fan myself personally, but I'm under the impression that yeah. Christians, according to scripture, should be the light and the salt of the world, and that Christians should have, you know, joy and just love and compassion to be so excited about, you know, life that other people should look inside of me like, that who that group, that church, those folk, they have it figured out. There's something different about them, and the world should be drawn to that light. But what do I see? Maybe I am calling out my Facebook friends. Sorry, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, I, no one in particular, I'm just generalizing a lot of people. Um, Broad Big broad stroke here. It's like just negative, negative, negative. Man, Christians since Biden has been elected president have been the most depressing group of... A a certain stream of of Christians. Yeah, again, I'm broad stroking here. Because I've got some Christian friends of mine that have been super encouraging to me, both locally and in the state. Um, They've been super encouraging. And again, Uh, I ain't exactly, you know... Happy as can be here. Jesse and I were talking about it. It's like, you know, if, if we were to put grades on the current administration, what will we what we give them, you know, A, B, C, D? Uh, mine was a little bit on the lower side, but I don't think it's yeah, like I'd the be, end of the world. I'd be way on the lower side. but And it's sad. When I say sad stuff, it's not like, oh, that's, you know, poor little people. Like thousands of jobs that were ended and so people trying to then find work and, and provide for their families, things like that. And, and – to see a, a pretty quick movement towards um, a more accessible abortion and and things like that, it's like it's 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 I'm gonna say devastating things on certain levels, but for for a Christian should not be earth moving, earth shattering, faith shattering type of things. I mean, was I bummed out on Monday, the Sunday after the Packers lost? Yes. Yes. And Tuesday. And was and, and Wednesday. Dude, I woke up on Monday Thursday, morning. A little bit this morning. Probably will I'm, be tomorrow. I'm recovering. I go what? through <laughs> I go through the stages of grief, you know, way too many times in the past thirty years. But I woke up Monday morning, <clears throat> you know, kind of fuzzy headed, just woke up and I'm like, I'm sad. You know how you feel when you have a really bad dream and you wake up and it's like, I feel bad. I don't know why. It was a dream of some oh, then you think of the dream, it's like that gone it. So I woke up and I was like, Man, I'm bummed out. Why am I sad? Really? Oh man, the Packers lost. Uh, anyway, so I get, I get people being sad. Yeah, 
but you know, it's a game. It's not the end of the world. It's a temporary administration in office. It's not the end of the world. Well, and let's add in this this time of year is one of the <clears throat> toughest for people with the cold weather, uh, especially There's freaking ice everywhere out there. Well, COVID keeps us bottled up more anyway, and you know, a lot of Our days pets, heads without are falling sun, off. and it, it's it is it's. This is a tough time of year for a lot of different reasons. Uh, so I'm excited for the topic you've chosen So for I decided, thank you, Brandon, for giving me this idea if you're listening, because I think he does occasionally. Um, if you were a Christian out there, you're listening to the podcast, maybe you want some things to look forward to. Again, we're supposed to be the light and the salt of the world. We're supposed to have joy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. you got the Spirit living and dwelling inside of you. You should be a joyful person. No Did you matter. grow up singing that song? Which one? Um... Happy, happy, joy, joy. No, the I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where down in my heart? There. Yeah. Did you did you grow up singing that? Oh yeah. That's that old church song. Oh for kids. yeah. Yeah. So we should be a joyful people. But I'm not seeing on social media, which is weird because the same sad drab person on Facebook I talk to in person, they're just bubbly as can be. Man, that's the truth. It's like, what is going yeah. on here? You're. I don't. I'm starting to wonder if like Facebook posts don't reflect reality. Maybe I can't assume someone's character based on Facebook posts. Maybe I should, you know, meet up and talk in person. Or I something. do. You and I talked about it this morning. We need to see people more face to face. Talk to so, people more face to face. Definitely. <laughs> we do, and, and I do miss you all. Um, but yeah, welcome to the to the Dagon conversation. Just a couple of church leaders. What I did task you with, Darren, this week is yes. to see if you can come up with five things based on Scripture that Christians should look forward to. That in a season of you know, winter, it's dark, it's cold, everyone's politically rare. Um, man, what are some things we can look forward to and have joy? And, and a couple things before we actually, like, go through that list. Uh, next week, kind of like a follow-up series, we're going to try to do things that Christians should not look forward to. It's going to be tough. It's going to be weird. I it don't is, know. yeah. Um, but I do want to say this. If you're listening and you're thinking that, wow, a couple of church leaders trying to project a lot of positivity and just total happiness. That's only one side of the gospel coin. Please do not think that we are endorsing any type of prosperity gospel of like, you deserve to be happy. God wants you to be happy. He wants to give you stuff to be happy. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. That is, no, 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 no. Just saying um, it's garbage. It is. And I even told you this morning that I don't even consider prosperity gospel anymore. It's just a big broad stroke here, American Christianity, where we've taken parts of American culture and made it a must-do in our faith. Kind of like, you know, the Jews were doing back with the early church. They're so like, yeah, you should have, yeah, you're saved by faith through grace, <clears throat> and you need to be circumcised. Yeah. To right now, I, I feel like it's like, yeah, you're a Christian in America, saved by by faith, through grace. I might have got that backwards. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and you need to vote. You know, it's like, no, stop. can we stop adding to it? But I do think that we've taken our, like, the capitalistic parts of our culture, which we are pretty much all, even the most socialist of Americans are still capitalist. I'm not buying that. Uh, well, broad stroking all over the place here. But, uh, you know, we take American capitalism and inject it into the church, you get American Christianity. It's just capitalism instead of, what I would say is New Testament, the New Testament church and how it should be. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, they're about to go on a big positive rant. God wants to you know, give me everything to make me happy and name it and claim it. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm simply asking Darren to join a conversation as a Christian. What can I look forward to? So I gave you five things. I've got five things. Darren, what you got for number one? Well, that's, I'm wondering how many of ours are going to overlap. We've not talked about this prior. We've not. Uh, and so... If I, they do overlap, I will comment just, on yeah, it. Just say, oh, oh, I had that one too. Because you, the big thing you said is based on Scripture. Right. And so I wanted to have uh, verse, passage, Scripture with every single one of the ones I did. Um, and I think, I think as soon as, because I, you know, I did tell you this morning while we were uh, having our usual coffee and breakfast burrito at hey, the Wild Bean. Hey, thank you, Bean. Wild Bean. I had a, I had a, I've been, I'm going back to Dark Roast. Mm. Because they put way too much cream in my coffee than what I normally would. It's mm. a really good balance. Oh, man, dark roast mud. is where it's at today. That's it's what the, they call it the mud there. So, yep. Yeah, the dark roast is Thanks, guys. Good stuff. I did notice, though, because my breakfast burrito, I didn't have the vegetables in. Your breakfast burrito was way bigger than mine. You, know, you never judge a man by the size of his breakfast burrito. 
judge well, a man by... I was just jealous. Well, you know, nothing to be jealous about. It's just, I'm just saying. I got nutrients and you didn't. I mean... <laughs> you are going to grow up and be I'm strong. A, okay. a big, strong, growing boy. But I did say one thing that I think automatically, if we say, what do we have to look forward to? I think a lot of people would automatically go, the return of Jesus. And it's like, yes. Like, I think every Christian, because Scripture even tells us to, to look for that, that we should be uh, looking for that time. But I took it a little bit different that uh, there's some things to look forward to. There's some futuristic type things, but I think things to look forward to day to day. And the only one that I put futuristic, like, hey, this is going to be one day. And it actually comes from Revelation 21, verse 4. Okay, no tears. He's going to wipe away all the yes. tears. And the way I, got I that put one. It, okay, cool. so nice. the way I put that is just finally we will have peace. Now, we know as Christians that we have um, what they call the peace that passes all understanding, uh, that we as Christians can have peace, but we're talking about a finality. A peace means completion. Yes. Wholeness. Yes. You're whole. Wiping away every tear, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death, no more conflict, and, and we are at peace. And so um, that's, that was the first one I had. So you said you got that too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to agree with you because, you know, the world is still the world. It's imperfect. You know, we're, we're still I'm a sinner, imperfect. you're a sinner. Yeah. Redeemed by God's grace, absolutely. But, yep. you know, people are still people. The world is a tough, nasty place to, you know, live in nasty. a lot of the times. But it's funny, even like the midst of all the difficulty and hardship at the core, if you dig deep enough, like there's still like, you know, there is beauty therein. Like life is still beautiful. And if you, if you dig far enough through the mess, it's like, man, there's still glimpses of future glory. I mean, so if you, if you look around, yeah, you can see a lot of bleak events happening, but if you dig deeper down on the court, there's almost always something like beautiful there. And we, according to scripture, and you, you uh, taught a whole year, you taught a big series about it. It's like God's king, the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. I'll use them synonymously here. Forgive yes. me. Same thing. Forgive me, Doctrine Snoots. <laughs> ah, well, the snobby people get all about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's present and it's coming. Yeah. So you can look at Revelation 21, which is an awesome verse. I've actually got several coming from Revelation 21 because it is talking about the new heaven, the new earth. And in that, there's no impurity, there's no pain, there's no suffering. Um, we're not there yet. But if you look at some aspects of life, like you can see glimpses of it here and there. But what I really like about um, that part of Scripture, Revelation, what is it, uh, 21.14? 21.4. 21.4. He will wipe away every tear. Yep. So cool. It's very intimate. And um, Yeah, I got you. It's like, what do we have to look forward to? Yeah, in the midst of all the craziness, there are some glimpses of something that I get to experience in its fullness on that day. That is... All pain, all suffering, yep. no tear, just joy. And that's what I look forward to, no matter who the president is, or no matter what happens to opposition folk in Russia. Well, and even what you know, what happens to my job, uh, what would happen? I, I don't want anything to happen to my family, but what would happen to my family or my friends or or even, you know, and I mean this wholeheartedly, our country, you know, in the midst of such a time of change in our country, it's we have eternity, peace, rest, the glory of God. We we have it to look forward to, absolutely. So so that's we'll we'll count that as both our first ones. You want me yeah. to go second or you got your second? Uh, I'll go ahead and go all right. first for the second. <laughs> go first for the second. Not confusing at all. I, I'm I'm sticking with uh, Revelation twenty one. All right. But I want to go right at the beginning, Revelation twenty one two. Uh, actually, I guess you can say uh, 21, 1 and 2, um, where John writes, and I saw a quote, a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, basically, for the, the first heaven, the first earth, they've all passed away, and a shining city, this holy city, is descending, and that is the eternal city that is being built. So anyway, uh, from that, one thing to look forward to is that the old is passing away, 
which is funny because it's not like it is completely passed away. It's passing away. Anyway, uh, passing away, and the new is descending. Passing away of the old, the coming of the new, and that is really encouraging. <laughs> Again, because you look at the world, it's like a lot of imperfections, a lot of bad stuff happening. And I did hear one time a uh, pastor say that if you are a true believer, this life, this earth is as close to hell as close to hell as you'll ever experience. If you're not a believer, this earth, this life is as close to heaven mm. as you'll ever experience. I thought that was pretty profound. But if you go on to read, um, that shining city, the new Jerusalem, is the bride of Christ, the church, the growing, uh, the development of the church. And we get to witness that. Yeah. Old is passing away, and the new good is coming and will be, again, finalized. And that's, that's you know, understanding it's, it's a return I'm going to use this terminology. I don't mean to, for it to sound cute or anything, but it's a return to Eden. It's a return to that uh, original state with God. That it was just we are going to walk and talk with him in his presence in a place that he's prepared yeah. for us. And, and if you continue to read through Revelation 21, the tree of life is there flourishing. Mm. It's cool. Mm. It's, uh, it also makes me think. You talk about like the descending of a new heaven, a new earth. Can I get nerdy for a second? I've been on this huge sci-fi kick for the past few months. I'm still kind of deep in it and I want to stop it <laughs> but the closest galaxy to our Milky Way galaxy is the Andromeda galaxy which is on a collision course with our current galaxy so you know within I don't know the exact time I'm going to pick a large number let's say 50 million years that large spiral galaxy the Andromeda galaxy is going to be coming closer and closer and closer to ours to where if there are humans around in 50 million years I don't know they can look up in the sky and see a spiral and throughout the many, many years to come, the spiral is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, that galaxy is just going to collide with ours. And yeah, it's crazy that we'll have like a super galaxy. And I don't know, I was thinking about the descending of the New Jerusalem. Now, I know that's crazy. I'm not saying I believe it. It's just a funny coincidence. Hey, at 50 million years from now, I'll be way, 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 way gone. So. Or will you? Maybe oh. you will be. In the, maybe heaven is in the Andromeda galaxy, Darren. Oh, gosh. Maybe that's where the angels are. Next point. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me is Roswell was real. Something happened. <laughs> uh, ask the farmers. So my, the crop circles are fun to talk about, by the way. But um, oh, Stonehenge, I mean, the evidence is clear. Stonehenge is, Stonehenge. Can I say something real quick? Like, this is a funny thing. The fact that Stonehenge People who don't believe in God, don't believe in design, know that somebody created Stonehenge because there is design and order to it. Yet they look at the world and go, no, 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 this just happened and it evolved over years and became what it is. And it's like, really? Yeah, it's, it's like a pile of rocks that as is design. That is such but a good point. And what it comes down to is personal intimate accountability too because if oh. you were to say oh yeah which uh, according to the history channel a lot of people apparently believe this and i might have mentioned it a few weeks ago in other podcasts that you know aliens are us in the future that develop time travel and or maybe the human race is just an implanted species put it like one of the most conveniently located planets ideal for maintaining life to restart the life in the God. I don't know. But anyway, all this crazy stuff. It's like people scientifically minded will accept that. It's like, yes, the Bahramans were placed here by aliens to point us to enlightenment. And it's like, well, oh, makes sense scientifically. But if I go, I was created by a God who loves me and wants to be with me forever. No. Yeah. Never mind. It's like, whoa. That's untenable. You can't prove it. And, it's and like, what it comes oh, down okay. to is like if you keep following that line of theology, it's like, well, then I'm accountable for sins and I'm not perfect. Whereas if you are scientifically minded, it's like, well, there's no accountability. <laughs> Do what well, you want. Remembering that, you know, scripture says that, you know, Satan is blinded, uh, you know, those by in the world the light. to, to blinded, blinded from the light. By the light. Blinded from the light. I mean, hey, what you got for your second? Second one. one um, I have for Matthew 28, which is the uh, the pastor scripture, final one of Matthew, his gospel, where Jesus is getting ready to ascend. He gives what we call the Great Commission, uh, Matthew 28, 20, where he has uh, instructed his disciples to go into all the world preaching the gospel. Um, and then he makes the statement uh, and and lo, I'm with you always, 
uh, even to the end of the age. And and so something we have to look forward to as Christians is the continued presence of Jesus. Now, so funny. he has descend, ascended. He's ascended back to his throne in heaven, but he is still present with us. And, and so he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the the age. age. And so uh, that's that's the one that it was like, we have, no matter what we go through in this lifetime, we know we can look forward to the continued presence of our Savior. That was one of mine as well. And lo, I'll be with you till the end of the age. I know we're on the same page here. It's good stuff. (laughs) Because it's easy to sometimes fall in a trap of nobody understands me, nobody can fully get me. Uh, you know, no one to talk to about it, and just to know that, well, you're actually not alone, and somebody can know you more than you even know yourself, mm. and they love you. That's really cool. You can be yourself and, and enjoy that. And that's tough to grasp, to be, to be lovable, mm-hmm. where it's like, he knows me and still loves me. We don't, a lot of times, we don't like to, we don't like to accept that, not because we don't want to be loved, we don't think we deserve it, but he's like, no, no, you don't deserve it. Nope. But you get it. Absolutely, which will tie into one of my um, positives, things to look forward to here in just a second. But yeah, though I'm with you even to the end of the age is really good. And it kind of like as, as a part of that theme too, it's like you look at all this stuff, it's like nothing can separate us from the love of the Father. And it's like my sheep know me, they know me my name. They're like, I, they're mine. Like it's personal, there's personal ownership. Like I am in Christ. Uh, super liberating. Well, Whereas that whole, like, that whole uh, passage talked about nothing can separate us from the love of God. There was always... I think like a humorous point to that because it's like life, death, height, uh, depth, you know, no matter, he, he lists all these things and then he goes, and nothing that's been created can. Like it's like just in case you think that you can fit something into this list, like, oh, he never said this. He's just like all these things or anything else. He just kind of puts the, the massive stroke across everything. Nothing can separate us. Nothing. God. So no global, presence. no geopolitical, national, political, social situation. Nothing. Hey, if there comes a day whenever we get arrested for preaching the gospel, it's like you know. Guess what? We're still loved, and well, Christ it's is still even with our us. own sin. Um, you know, as we repent daily and and confess daily, and and even our own, uh, you know, inner struggles, outer struggle, whatever, it, it, it's right there. So. Um, do you want my third? Uh, can I go? Because it kind of pertains to what we were Do just talking it. about yeah, right go there. Go for it. Second uh, Timothy four eight. Uh, no, I don't have that one, so you can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, speaking about being humbled and uh, given given something you're totally not worthy of, uh, Paul tells Timothy uh, that basically that. Um, we will be given the crown of righteousness. It says that I will be given a crown of righteousness, which is the Lord, the righteous judge. Uh, it says it will award to me, you know, that crown on that day, not just to me, but to, uh, but also to everyone else. It says also to all who have longed for His appearing. So you think about being humbled, unrighteous sinner that I am. Paul tells Timothy that he, Paul, will receive a crown of righteousness. You know, the Lord will give to him the crown of righteousness, what is really only reserved for Christ, the only righteous being ever, giving to Paul and giving to all who long for Christ's appearance, you get to receive a crown. Mm. So something to look forward to right there. It's like, you know, even though I mess up, even though I sin, you know, I, because I hopefully long enough for his appearance, I sounded bad. Uh, anyway, to be given a crown. It's like, well, that's really and, cool. And the, I think, the, the one who's in dominion of the entire universe giving me a crown? And, and I think the cool. whole, the, the older you get, the more you, the more temporary you realize life is, and the more you do just, you just long for that day with the Lord. Like you, you, you know, I just last week, uh, week ago Monday, I turned 40. And I don't, I never feel old until I try to do something physical. Like when I go out and play basketball, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm old. You know, stand up, sit down, sleep on the couch. Only if I've been sitting for long periods of time, then standing up hurts. Or if I've been like sitting on the floor playing a board game, you kind of get up slower. But, 
but it's this you 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 grow more weary you know just in day-to-day life and you long for that day with the lord more um and, and so yeah that that crown is something to look forward to and obviously we know that we just take our treasures he tells us to store yeah. up treasures in heaven and we give them right back and we give them right back because we go you're giving me all this no 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 this this is yours this is yours and i just want you i just want you uh, God and and so definitely and that's a cool to thing to. too to go back to Revelation twenty one too. Uh, <laughs> Revelation twenty one also, you know because which I can't does have a verse two, too, but it does have a verse two, which is about the New Jerusalem. But yeah, but to go back to that New Jerusalem, the shining city needs no sun because it basically reflects the glory and righteousness mm. of God. Mm. Again, that new shining city is the bride, the church. The church reflecting and radiating the glory of the groom, Christ. That is really, I don't know, encouraging. Oh, I like it. To look forward to it. Yeah, chill bumps. What you got, Darren? So, my next one actually has two different verses, but for a purpose. Good, because uh, I'm out. Yeah, oh, I've good. I already uh, used all mine. You forgot all the other scriptures. Welcome um, to the Darren Show, everybody. That is Darren Cherry, P.O. Box. I used to, but no, I have a physical address now. Uh, John 14, 6 and 17, talk, 16 and 17, talks about. Um, how Jesus is actually saying that when he leaves, he will send uh, some some uh, interpretations of Scripture, you know, ESV, NIV, you know, some interpret, use the word comforter, uh, some use the word advocate. Um, but what it's talking about is he will send the Holy Spirit uh, to be our comforter, to be our advocate. And then 1 Timothy, in 1 Timothy, Paul reminds Timothy that in 1 Timothy 2.5, that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. And so here we, we have this, something to look forward to is the, the continued presence of Jesus that we talked about before, but the continued presence of the Holy Spirit as our advocate, and we can look forward to knowing that Jesus is still our advocate at the right hand of the Father. Like, there's not this time where Jesus finally looks at us um, as a child of God, as, as a brother and sister of Christ, and goes, nope, they've done too much. I'm not speaking up for them anymore. You crossed the line. Yep. You, you, Beat it. you were right there. The line was right there, and you just you know blew right through it. And it's like he's continuing, you know, hey, nope, nope, my blood paid for that. No, my blood paid for that. He was hanging on a that. cross. And still, did, you know, forgive them for they knew not what they do. It's like they were killing him, they were torturing him, mocking him, and he still interceded on their behalf. Yeah, and so that's why it's like we're gonna we have to look forward to the fact that that's gonna continue. I, Christian, I want you to hear this right now. At this moment, Jesus, our Savior, sits at the right hand of God, our Father, speaking our name on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know. Darren and Adam, you know, we're you and I are being honest at you know the wild being this morning. Uh, you know, like, hey, this is something I've I've been I've been judging had, way too quick. Had to repent, both of us, yeah. a little bit. And and Jesus in is up on his throne next to God the Father, going, Yep, that's covered. They're still mine. They're still ours. Which is funny. If somebody wrongs you and they come and apologize, sometimes Darren, are you kind of like you you said that, but you don't. You don't really mean it. How am I supposed to know they mean it? You just got to take someone at their word. Whenever I'm praying for forgiveness, I think about that. It's like, you know, Jesus, you, you know my heart. Like, you know I'm remorseful and I'm sorry for what I just did. Uh, ain't no hiding. Yeah. It's, it's easy to get into a routine of like, yeah, I'm sorry I did that. Sorry I did that. Forgive me from this and uh, on to the next, you know, on to the next bullet And that's point. why there's a difference between saying I'm sorry and repenting. <clears throat> repenting is actually, it, it, it's an action of the heart, the will, the mind. And the body where it's like, I'm turning away from this. Like, um, if if I've been, you know, treating my wife and children in a way that I shouldn't, and I repent of that, I'm I'm not I'm trying to actively turn away from doing that again. You know, and so so but but then there sits Jesus going, Yep, forgiven. You're like, yeah, he yep, actually uh, forgiven. Yeah, he means it. <laughs> he actually he's sorry. Love it. Like I said, I'm out. I yeah. You, you, you took too many of mine. It's funny that we're so on the same page. Do you have any other ones? I've got two more. Okay, go for it. Um, Can I borrow one? 
Yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> I'm wanna... kidding. No, just go for it. We got about what ten minutes left. Yeah, we can we can make this happen. Um, and then we end with poetry by Darren Cherry. I have written a short seven-page <laughs> ode to the church. Um, I I I wanted to read this scripture because this is one of those verses you and I talk about all the time that people quote it. They quote it out of context. So I feel a hot take coming on. And they quote it wrong. Ooh. Okay. So. Darren's saying he knows more than other people. I'm kidding. Go, go for it, Darren. I do. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean I'm in school. <laughs> so I should. No. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And I'm just going to give the, the prerequisite that what, what we have to look forward to is not having to walk through this life in our own strength. But we are given the strength of God through his Holy Spirit. You know, used to Philippians 4? Uh, no, 1 Corinthians 10. Ah, messed up. Going to Philippians later, but 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And as soon as I start reading this verse, you're going to go, yeah, I know how people misquote this and use it wrong. No temptation has overtaken you oh, yeah. that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So we are promised. Okay, now I want everybody, please listen. We are never promised that God won't give me more than I can handle. That is a terrible misquote of this verse. God will wreck you with what you can't handle. Okay, but he's never going to allow us to be tempted above, okay? God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But you got to remember the but as big, I smack the table. That's but. A, that's a big but. Yes, and I cannot lie. The other heretics <laughs> can't deny because when a sinner walks in with a Big old grin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful. That was awesome. I'm really trying to be careful here. Forgive it, us. It's one thing. Forgive us. Now, had it just been me and you not having mics in front of us, <laughs> we that, that was about to go somewhere. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to take our listeners there. Oh, thank you, thank you, y'all, that you will still Lord forgive us and love us. Me. Oh goodness. Um, so the the big butt that we're talking about um, <laughs> with with the temptation. Okay, now this is with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. Okay, now, and it finishes, that you may be able to endure it. So it is not, God won't give me more than I can handle. Yes, he will. Absolutely. We're all going to be faced sometimes with more than we can handle. We're all victims of the circumstance. We're never going to be faced with more than he can handle. And when temptation comes that's greater than us, he gives us the strength, the escape, so that we can endure it, meaning we can overcome in him. We will not succumb to that temptation. We will not give in to that temptation. We can endure it, fight through it. And so that's what we are promised. We are promised continued strength in him. And I've been talking about this for years. I cannot... You know, I've been faithful to Jesse for our entire marriage. Amen. Uh, thank God for that. But like, I, I can't see here and be like, I can't look down on some other person who has not been faithful in their marriage, who's obviously uh, repented of that, reconciled, and they're working through that. I can't think of myself, man, I can't believe they did that. I would never do that. It's like, man, there are some situations out there that would crush me if I tried to stand on my own. Absolutely crush me. I can't dig deep inside of me and find some inner strength. I can't change me. I cannot force myself to change. And you can really take that across the board. I can't look down at someone that struggles with addiction and be like, man, I would never struggle with addiction. It's like, well, there are some circumstances I might wander into and get crushed by it. But I think the point is, according to Scripture, as a Christian, it's like I don't have to rely on myself to to overcome that. I have no real inner strength. The strength is just given to me for that. And the way I can explain I I think about this in my head. Darren, tell me if this is stupid. Never talk to you about this. But I I feel like temptation in my mind is like an on-off switch, like a light switch on-off, to where if 
if temptation comes in and is premeditated, so it's not thought out, I feel like eventually there's a switch that will flip. Like when it's on, it's like my mind's made up. I'm going to, I'm going to cave into whatever temptation I'm rolling with it to where if I can stand on guard, like be mentally strong enough to like, man, if I can just keep it like, nope, though, don't like have disciplined thoughts, be disciplined in my thinking, the switch is off. But when my mind is made up to give into temptation of sin, it's just made up. Like if I'm sitting here listening to someone talk to me and it's like, I want to blow up on them. Yep, that's it. Boom. It's like I cannot stop myself from that. So I, to me, it's not so much about how do I keep the switch off. It's like, God, take the switch away. I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this. Yeah, you know, I think I know in, in my own life. That, that is a very loose example. There. Well, I, when temptation comes, um, <clears throat> there is this instance in me that it's like I know in my heart that I want to give into it. Or there's times that it comes, it's like, I do not want to give into this. Mm. And those times that I do not want to give into it, I pray, strength, and you walk away. The times I do want to give into it are the times where it's like, I am at this moment literally powerless mm. apart from Christ. And so it's like, God, you're going to have to be the strength here or I'm, or I'm caving in. That's mm. all there is to it. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I, That's I why. see what I see. And so point. those that would say, yeah, you can do anything. You're never going to give, be given more than you can handle. Man, you are so underselling the power of the Holy Spirit and Absolutely. Scripture itself. It's like, it's nice. Overselling your own power. It's, again, liberating to be like, I don't have any control over it. Um, I'll mess up. But, you know, pray to God that I, I don't. Yep. Hopefully I'm not Knowing making myself. Source, I don't think I'm a bad, strength. I'm not a bad person. Like I said, just... That's what I'm thinking. People talk about human nature. It's like, yeah, human nature, probably most people are good and we're capable of good, but we're not righteous. Let's never entertain, intertwine the two. The end. No, I'm kidding. One more real quick. Well, and, and I think this, this, I think this will cap us very well. Um, Philippians 1.6, and it talks about what do we have to look forward to. And this is where Paul reminds the church of Philippi, uh, reminds all believers across the centuries of the church um, that have put their faith in Jesus when he said, um, just know that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. And so we know and have that to look forward to that times where we go, we go, I feel like I'm not making any progress in my relationship with the Lord, like I'm not growing or um, I'm not maturing or I find myself giving into sin more than I'm trusting in Christ. And um, and it's like, man, I don't even deserve this anymore. It, anything that we come up with in our, in our finite minds, uh, Paul reminds the believers, hey, what Jesus starts, he will finish. And we will be brought to a point of completion in our walk with Christ. Now, that point, just so we're clear, that point is called death. Holistic, wait, what? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that point is called death because then the battle, the struggle for us is over. But during this life, he's going to keep moving us forward, and one day it'll be complete. Yeah, so remain faithful and progress will be made. Yep. Like, uh, talked about it a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Done a lot of talking this morning. I've been up since, like, 4.45, y'all. Still, yeah. still. The old, the old pipes are a bit creaky. Still can't. <laughs> I haven't coughed yet. Have I never coughed yet? It's been 45 yeah. minutes. And Cleared your throat a little, but not cough. <clears throat> well, uh, spoke about it a few weeks ago uh, during the gathering. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. Um, which is nice that I don't have to be perfect, because I'm not. But I can try. If you get knocked off the horse, get back up on that horse. Can't control the wind, but you can set your sails. All that feel good stuff. I was like, I was like, I'm, keep just, going. I'm just, what a, I'm just yeah. myself. You're over there texting. I'm like, wonder when you're going to stop me. I'm going to throw so no, many. No, I was listening because I was like, how many cliches? Cliche, does he have? cliche, cliche. Which is <laughs> the sun may set today, but it'll and, rise uh, tomorrow. Yeah, between us and like our five listeners, yeah, I feel like so often whenever I, I listen to some sermons from various. Preachers, I feel like the entire sermon is just cliche. <laughs> like in the next week's part, I'm not calling anybody out in particular. It's like, man, there's so many cliches out there. Paul Walsher, he's very like anti cliches. Like oh, so yeah. many Christian, you're cliche Christian. Paul, what Jesus do? And I'm just like, man, 
Don't, don't settle for cliche. <laughs> Clichés. I, I was just going to let you go for it. but uh, One other thing before we close out. Uh, I was thinking about it, too. It's kind of hard for me to put into words about being, you know, looking forward to death. But let, 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 me, let me start here. I'm not saying, like, yeah, I can't wait to die. But if you're a believer, like, your, your spirit, who you are, your character, basically, call it whatever you want, your spirit, if you believe in what Jesus Christ did, that that part of you died on the cross. And in that moment, you know, the father turned his face away. And that is true death right there. That's not even just a physical death. It's like God turned his face away from Jesus while burying my sins. Um, but in Christ's resurrection, it's like my, you know, my spirit, my character, whatever you want to call it, um, my essence. I'm kidding. But you, you know what I mean? That's what they consider like born again, like that second birth, that is a spiritual birth, resurrected spiritually. And it's it's not a physical thing. So I'm saying that because like looking, talk about what to look forward to. It's like, I consider myself, you know, spiritually I died. I died to myself. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I'm you absolutely. Know, alive in Christ. And that is, that is eternal life right there. It's like, you know. I'm, well, this, this Sunday we start, well, by the time people listen to this, it'll be, you know, this past Sunday. Um, we start a brand new series of First Peter, living as resident exiles, and one of the first things we're going to cover is, as Christians, our life is no longer found in what is happening here on earth. Our life is found in Christ, okay? And so when, when you talk about, you know, that the, the spirit, you know, the, the, the death of the old man, the death of all that, and the life, it's, it's in Christ now. And so we're not talking about the fact that we look forward to death, but Scripture says the sting of death yeah. is gone because we know the, the life to come is, is true life. And I guess a practical point of this, if you're listening, uh, you're a Christian, don't get all bummed out because Kamala Harris wore purple on Inauguration Day fulfilling whatever prophecy. You always have to go political. I mean, because that's all I see. <laughs> that's what the algorithm says for me. Or, you know, maybe whenever something bad happens, like, hey, hey like, buck up, Bronco. <laughs> As Darren just walks away. It's the Adam Show now. I'm kidding. We're about to close out. If you heard anything you would like to talk about, hit us up. We'd love to put you in in the conversation. Not, like, necessarily bring you in here to the podcast, per se, but, uh, yeah, give us feedback. Ask us questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Again, grassrootswv.com. Appreciate y'all. If you made it this far through that, you must be feeling uh, pretty encouraged right now, and you are welcome. I'm kidding. Hey, we love you. You're awesome. Until next time. Mwah.